0: Thanks for joining us on Our Father's House's weekly podcast, A Place to Find God. Each week we bring you a sermon from our Sunday services where you can be uplifted and grow in Jesus on the go. If you have any questions or want to learn more about us, you can always check us out online by going to ofhorangeburg.com. We'd love to get to know you. Now let's get to this week's message. All right, now come and put your hands together for the Lord. That sounds like something you would do for me. Hallelujah! Come on, that said, that said, somebody shout out, God, you deserve it. Come on, somebody shout out, God, you deserve it. Come on, that said, God, you deserve it. I'm only here because of you, God. I'm alive only because of you, God. I got my right mind only because of you, God. Come on, you deserve it, Lord. You deserve it, Lord. You, my, you deserve my praise. You deserve my praise, Hallelujah... Thank You, Jesus. Thank you, Lord! Thank you, Lord! Thank you, Lord! That's it. Come on! Somebody, Praise Him. Somebody Praise Him, somebody praise Him. Hallelujah... 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 Hallelujah! Glory to God, glory to God, glory to God. Hallelujah... Jesus. Thank you, Jesus praise his holy name thank you jesus you ought to look around at somebody and tell them if you're uh, online you can just put it in the chat box but just tell somebody god deserves my praise see we used to sing the song of you grew up uh, in the church that nobody know you don't know like i know come on what god has done for me so i'm not going to wait for you i want you to know that god deserves my praise see you weren't there when god brought me out come on you weren't there when i felt like taking my life but god spoke a word to you you weren't there come on so god deserves my praises i'm not waiting with your approval on that I'm not waiting for you to check the box and say, yeah, uh -uh." no, I know that God deserves my praises. Hallelujah. So Come on, that's it. Come on, somebody just tell him thank you. Come on, that's it. Tell him thank you. Tell him thank you. Tell him thank you. you." Come on, somebody tell him thank you. Oh, 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 glory, glory. Hallelujah! I I I wish sometimes, brother Sean, I wish sometimes that I could get the people excited about what God has done for them. Uh, you, you you know how sometimes you come to the house of God and, and we you try to you know keep reminding you know God did that for you and God but but you know what I wish sometimes that without uh, you know the coercion from behind the pulpit, what would just come into the house God, I thank you. That's what David said. David said, uh, I was glad when they said unto me well, son of our of I entered into his gates with what? Thanksgiving. I wasn't waiting for somebody to get behind the mic. I wasn't waiting for the keyboard to light up. Uh, but when I entered into his gates, uh, I remembered what he brought me through. I, I remember what he something God on the inside. Yeah. Glory, 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 glory. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Somebody ought to shout hallelujah. You that online, you ought to put in the chat box, hallelujah. Somebody ought to lift your hand and say, God, I praise you. Glory to God, glory to God. Jesus, thank you, Jesus. You see the smile on my face? It's twofold. First of all, I'm smiling because of how good God has been to me. But you know, the second thing I'm smiling about because when I look at you and I see you clapping your hands, I see you saying, "Thank you, Jesus." That makes me feel good because my God is getting more glory. And anytime time I see my God get more glory, you know, a smile comes on my face. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Glory to God. I'm, I'm going to let y'all go. Y'all y'all, y'all may be sitting Y'all trying to hurry and get home so y'all can eat your Easter eggs. Hallelujah, Jesus. But you know what? Right now, I don't care about no eggs. <laughs> hallelujah, Thank you, Jesus. Mm. Mm. Thank you, Jesus. You bless the Lord. You know what? Sometimes, and I'm, I'm going to go into the message, but sometimes when somebody like myself and Pastor Carly, you know, whomever, get behind the mic and, you know, go through what we've just gone through, sometimes those that are out there not you are but folks in other congregations they think they're just trying to hype up the service they're trying to hype you know why they're trying to hype the service (laughs) but you know what when you know god like i do mm, mm, When you've gone through some of the things that I see, see, y'all, y'all, y'all haven't gone through anything, but keep living, y'all, y'all haven't gone through anything. When you've gone through some of the things that I've gone through, when you've seen the hand of God working in your life, You see, folk don't know when you were laying in your bed sick Not knowing whether or not you will make it till tomorrow. (laughs) Come on, Hallelujah, Jesus. So you know what I tell folk? I tell folk this all the time. I tell folk, don't let somebody else squash your praise. Don't let somebody else cause you not to praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank 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 you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Hallelujah, Jesus! I'm excited about Jesus. Look at somebody, if you will, and say, "I'm excited about Jesus." Hallelujah. If if this weekend you're not excited about excited about Jesus, then I'm going to intensify my prayers because when we look at what He has done for us, Hallelujah everybody's caught up in the hype of easter and easter egg hunt but think about the message behind it hallelujah it ought to make you excited had he not gone to the cross had he not suffered bled and died you could have the house on the hill. You could drive the Rolls Royce or Bentley. But he, had he not gone, he You would still be a mess. In the middle of a mess. But thank God. When somebody ought to defend it and say thank God. He died. Hallelujah. Praise God. Amen. Praise God. All right, I, I want to, I want to get ready to go into the Word of God on today. I'm, I'm, I'm excited as you see, but that's all right. It doesn't have to be Easter Sunday morning for me to get excited. I get excited about Jesus all the time. I get excited at home. Amen. So I'm just trying to, you know, you, you know, start a blaze. You know, sometimes you start a blaze, you set a fire over here let me let me let me let me go let me go cuz i'll keep hallelujah start a blaze in your home start a blaze on your job start a blaze hallelujah jesus you can preach that next sunday pastor Carlene, start a blaze i'm blessed to the lord today to be here in the house of the lord and for those of you that are online we welcome you our sunday morning service and i'm going to say our sunday morning resurrection service as opposed to our sunday morning easter service okay i'm not trying to change anything but i believe it would uh, uh, drive a point home better if you look at it as a resurrection sunday as easter sunday what is easter (laughs) But what is resurrection? That's easier for me to understand resurrection than Easter, hallelujah. So again, we thank God for you being here with us on this resurrection Sunday morning. Amen, those of you that are online, we again welcome you and ask you that you, if you would, you would call someone, amen, and invite them to be a part of the service on today. We do put our messages in archive so if they are not able to watch it on today you can go back anytime to our facebook page and pull down these messages we also are having them put up in on youtube also um so um, you could also go to that youtube site and um find the messages that are being taught from this pulpit amen are you blessed the lord how many are blessed hallelujah lift your hand and say i'm blessed me a favor, if you would, look at somebody, look at somebody and tell them, say, you look good today, hallelujah, I said, come on, look at them, say, you look good today, look at them them with a smile, you look good today, amen, you know, now, now, now people put on, you know, you know, special clothes a lot of times for Easter and, you know, so, you know, it's good to give them a compliment, you look good today, you look nice today. And it don't have to be on Sunday morning. Just sometimes you look nice today. Right. Amen. Praise God. We... Bless God. All right. Let's, let's get ready to go into the word of God. I have a word that I want to um, share with you on today. As I was before the Lord um, maybe a week or so ago, um, the Lord spoke this into my spirit and um i want to share with you what god spoke into my spirit we're going to be taking a man our message this morning from the book of john the 3rd chapter and uh the 16th verse um anybody know what john 3:16 says okay that's our childhood favorite scripture we're also going to be coming from John 15th chapter, and the 13th verse, and then we're going to go to 1 John 3.16, okay? All right, let's go into John 3.16, and it reads as thus, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him, what? should not perish but have everlasting life. I want you to, this on your screen, if you don't have your Bibles with me, I want you to say that along with me. Come on, come on, come on, let's say it together. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life that statement is greater than a lot of times we realize let's go to first I'm sorry John 15 and 13 John 15 and 13 and it says greater love hath no man than this that a man lay down his life for his friend greater love had no man than this that a man do what lay down his life for his friend now go with me to first John the third first chapter yeah first John three first John the third chapter and we're going to take this out of the 16th verse. It says, hereby perceive we, or hereby we understand, the love of God, because he laid down his life for us. How many of you are glad he laid down his life for you? Hereby perceive we the love of God, because he laid down his life for us. Let's look at the next part of that. And we ought to lay down our lives for the brethren. Come on, hallelujah. Now, I, I want you to look at this particular message on today because I want to share some things with you that I feel God is placed in my heart to share with you. I'm going to be talking to you this morning from this particular message, the death that produces life. The death that produces life. Let me share something with you all. Death is not necessarily the end. Hallelujah. Death is not necessarily the end. In a lot of instances death only produces a beginning of something new. But I just want to sort of stick to where I want to go on this morning because we are Here, most of us, we are here, and I'm not saying that you're here only because of Easter Sunday, but we are commemorating Easter uh, on this particular day, and as we've uh, engaged in this Easter season, I don't want you to miss the reality of what this season is all about. Let's not get so caught up in the hoopla, and the fanfare and all of the commercialization about Easter that we miss the real essence of what Easter is all about. One thing about our society is that we can get so caught up in uh, the fanfare and the commercialization of important days that we really miss the real essence of what that day is all about. Look at Christmas. Christmas proves to be one of the greatest time in the history of mankind, but sometimes we get so caught up in buying this and give me this and give me that that we really truly forget the real essence of what Christmas is all about. And I want to sort of direct your focus today to the real essence of what Easter really is all about. When we look at Easter, Easter is not about candy. (laughs) <laughs> it's not about the Easter bunny, nor is it about the edge that we paint. We put in water, not paint with a brush. <laughs> it, it, okay. It's not about you going to the store Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday and finding you a new suit to put on so you can come to church on Sunday morning and show. Now, it's okay. that's okay. Okay. But that's not the real essence of what Easter is all about. If I don't have a new suit, if I don't have eggs that I can color, if I don't have the money to go out and buy candy or Easter bunny eggs or, or these chocolate, yeah, chocolate bunnies and marshmallow bunnies. Mm. That does not really Take away the essence of what this season is all about. When we look at Easter, what it really, really, really is about is someone dying so that you can live. Come on. If we throw that out of the window, nothing else matters. Come on. But the real essence of Easter is about somebody coming to die so that you can live. Let me do it this way. The real essence of Easter is about Jesus coming to die for you. Look at somebody that said, he died for you. Come on, look at somebody that said he died for you. Now, I need us to understand that because when we really embrace the true essence of what that really means in our lives, anything else that comes along with that takes the back seat to the truth of what happened from Friday night. Sunday morning. I heard somebody said this. I heard somebody said well why do they call the Friday before Easter Good Friday? Right. <laughs> when we see our Savior hanging on the cross the night before being beaten, whipped, and spat upon why do we call that good? <laughs> Let me share something with you. The reason why we call that good, not because of his suffering, but because of what his suffering produced for us. Come on. It was good for you. It was good for me that he hung there on the cross. Come on. It was good for humanity. That he came, it was good for he managed that he trudged down that road, amen, with the cross on his back. Got there to go Golgotha and allowed them to stretch his hands. And pierced him with nails. Can you imagine? Oh my God, what, is, what are they doing? It's good. Come on. Oh, look at what he's after suffering. It's good. Come on. It was by far one of the best days in human history. So don't let anybody uh, cause you to second guess why they call it Good Friday. It was a good day. Look at somebody and say, it was a good day. Now as we move progressively now inside of what's happening because I need us to see here now uh, Jesus himself accepted the challenge of going to the cross for our sins. In reality, when Jesus came into the world He knew that eventually he would die. Come on. Now, I'm going somewhere, and I want you to follow me here. When Jesus entered into the world, he knew that he was going into the world to die, not just, you know, after he lived 30, 40, 50 years, he's going to die. No, he knew that from the time he came out of Mary's womb, he knew that he had an assignment to die for humanity. Now, you need to see this. Jesus lived a life with the view of the cross, in his focus. Can you imagine every day walking around knowing that eventually you're going to have to hang on a cross? Come on. He lived a life with the view of the cross in his focus, but that did not discourage him from his mission. Let me share something with you. If you have a mission that you embrace, come on, a lot of times the route to that mission does not matter as much because you know that this is a mission that I must. (laughs) Because he understood that this was the mission that the Father ordained for me you, you, you remember in the book of Hebrew the book of Hebrew says this in fact if you can get it and put it on the screen Hebrew of uh, the tenth chapter and the fifth verse come on it says therefore this is the amplified therefore when Christ entered into the world he says sacrifice and offering you have not desired <laughs> but instead you have prepared a body for me to offer. Let me show you. Jesus understood that when he came into the world, he was going to have to give his body for you and I. Look at somebody and ask them, said, How much will you sacrifice for me? We love to quote John three sixteen. For God so what, loved the world, that he gave his what only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him what, should not perish but what have everlasting life. And we love to embrace that for ourselves. And you should because that's the reason why he did it. But I need you to understand what's happening here. You've got to understand what's happening inside of this. He died so that we might live. Come on. He died so that I might live. He understood. I don't care who you are. I don't care where you come from. I don't care what you have accomplished in life. Before his death and before your acceptance of his death. Come on. You're a mess. You could have been a millionaire, but you're still a mess. You could be the manager on your job, but you're still a mess. You could be the owner of businesses, but you're still a mess. And if you were to be honest with yourself, you have some messy days that you don't want to put up with yourselves. Come on, come on now, come on now. We 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 don't we don't talk about that, but you know, sometimes you have some days that you don't even want to put up with yourself. Come on. But when we look at what happened for us, he died so that we might live. Come on. But let's go a little bit further here. Go, 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 go to uh 15, 13, John 15, 13. Because I'm trying to bring home a message here. John 15, 13 says what? Greater love hath no man than this, that a man, what? Lay down his life for his friend. Now, we love to uh, uh, quote that when we are just associating that with Jesus. Okay, let me say that again. We love to quote that when we just associate that simply with Jesus. But I need you to see the turn here that Jesus was making with his disciples. He said, I love you. And he said the shepherd will give his life for his friend. And then he was saying inside of that 15th verse, he said, now, as a father hath loved me, I have loved you. But now you continue in my love. Praise the Lord. Okay. And then he said, now, greater love hath no man than this, that a man, what, lay down his life for his friend. Would you do me a favor if you will look at somebody and say, I love you. You say, "Well, I don't even know them. It doesn't matter." Okay. Look at somebody else and say, "I love you." I love you. <laughs> now, I want you to take that into the context of the scripture said, greater love hath no man than this, that a man should what lay down his life for his friends. When we when we really look at what's happening here, when we look at the real essence of the message that I want to show you on today, I want you to understand the reason why Jesus went to the cross because of love. Love made him do it. You ever got caught up in some situation and you just didn't want to do it but it seemed like because you loved, you just did it? Anybody, anybody ever love ever made you do some things that you would not have normally done? <laughs> Love made him do it. If you're still trying to get there, keep on trying. But I need you to understand something. Uh, Because he came and bled and died, and he prepared a way for us to be born again or be saved, that is not the end of the story. Look at your neighbor and say, that's not the end of the story. So, why well, Bishop, Bishop, why do you keep having us say something to somebody else? You know, sometimes when you say something, it will... I want you to understand that's not the end of the story. In fact, that was the end at that point of Jesus' story because he said, Father, it is finished. But the reality of it is, uh, amen, it was the beginning of another story. (laughs) And this is what I want you to see on today. It's easy for us to embrace uh, the reality of the message, uh, the death that produces life when we talk about Jesus. And oh, I thank God that he died so that I can live. Come on. But I need you to understand that's not the end. He didn't just die so that you can have eternal life. He didn't just die so that you can go to heaven. But he died so that he could build a family of more Jesuses running around in the earth. He died to create a family of like-minded And like beings, come on. When he birthed you into his family, Sean, he said, "Now I want you to be like me." Come on. When he birthed you into the family, Andrew, he said, "I want another Jesus walking around here in Orangeburg. I, I, I want some some more." Yes, said, said we should be careful with that. Be careful with that. Okay, okay. But let me show you this. The Bible says this in Romans, the eighth chapter said, whom the Lord foreknow, he also did predestinate that we should be what? Uh, uh, be conformed into the image of Jesus. In other words, God set all of that up. The son going to the cross. And the son gave into that and submitted to that for the simple purpose that we're becoming a part of his family. But not only that, but we become conformed into his image. In other words, that we become just like him. Now, we'll sing the song. We'll sing the song. We'll sing it, we'll sing it in church. Y'all everybody probably sung the song, To Be Like Jesus. How many ever sung that song? To be like Jesus. <clears throat> to be like Jesus. How I long. We're a musician. That's what i one. To be like him. <clears throat> but let me share something with you. <clears throat> in order to be like Jesus... You got to accept the challenge of continuing the legacy that Jesus birthed and left. (laughs) Look at somebody that tells you, he didn't just die for you to be saved. Look at it, he died so that you can be like him. We'll stop short of that. Oh, God, I thank you for saving me. I thank you for being saved. I thank you. And you should be excited. But how many of us cut it off there and said, I'm going to live my life how I want to, do what I want to do, don't care about anybody else. But it's now about me. I'm so glad that Jesus, when he stood there and talked with the disciple, he said, listen, I love you. I'm going to give my life for you. But he said, I want you to understand, greater love hath no man than this. Than a what? A man would lay down his life. Mm. If you want to continue the legacy that Jesus left. Let me, let, me, let me show you the legacy now. Let, let me, I'm not going to go into it, but let me show you the legacy. The legacy that Jesus left was a legacy of love. He came because of love. Okay. He died because of love. He conducted himself in the earth for 33 and a half years, developing and building a legacy of love. Let me share this with you. It wasn't just a legacy of love, but it also was a legacy of death. Love and death. (laughs) Oh, my, that's difficult. How do you merge those two together? (sighs) It's okay when I talk about it, but Jesus, he loved me to the point that he was willing to die. But if I'm going to continue that legacy, I too must be willing to die. Look at your neighbor again and say, are you willing to die? Okay, now. <laughs> I, I, I had to be careful because when I say certain things, I have to make sure that I... <laughs> when I talk about dying here, I'm not talking about... Graveyard close my eyes and stopping my heart from beating die. But I'm talking about dying to self. If you want to continue the Jesus legacy, you've got to be willing to die to yourself. Die to your own desires. Die to your ways. Come on. If, if you want to walk like Jesus walked, you see, the walk that Jesus walked was one that it wasn't about him. Yes. It was not nothing about him, but it was about the mission that was given to him to die for humanity. So he uh, denied himself. Jesus went out there trying to find a house on the hill or the best community to live in, but Jesus understood that there was a mission that was given to him, so he was willing to deny himself. You remember when he got his disciples together, when he was teaching them and training them? He said, now, if any man is to come after me and follow me, if you're to be my disciple, if you're to walk inside of the legacy that I'm establishing here, you've got to be willing to what? Deny Deny yourself. And take up your cross. And follow me. One of the greatest tragedies inside of humanity is we've got a whole And I'll say even in the body of Christ, we've got a whole lot of folk that are selfish and don't care about anybody else. It's all about me, myself, and I. But he said, if you want to continue to walk inside of the legacy that I have built, that I've come to show you, you've got to be willing to deny your... Self. Come on. Are you willing to deny yourself? And I say, are you willing to die? Are you willing to deny yourself? Are you willing to let some of the things that you want go so that somebody else could be blessed? Or are you one of those that said, Okay, I'll take care of them, but let me make sure I, I get myself, I, yeah, you know, right? No, 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 no. I, I want us to look at something. We would talk about walking in the Jesus legacy. Okay. The real test of walking in that legacy, which is love. The real test of your love. How many ever told somebody you love them? Ever told somebody and, and, and meant it as far as you knew you meant it? Uh, okay, because now sometimes you tell folk love, you love them and you, you, you think you mean it until difficulties come. The real test of love is measured in how much you're willing to give up for somebody else. I can love you, my sister, as long as you're doing everything I want, as long as you're not a challenge to me, you're not a threat to me, you don't get, you, you don't get me frustrated. You, you, you know, oh yeah, I love you, I, I love you. But the minute now you move off course and start becoming an agitation to me, can you still love? See, the real test is how much are you willing to let go, come on, for somebody else? Can we forget about ourselves long enough to look at the needs of somebody else? Again, when I say this, I wanted to drive home with you. One of the greatest tragedies in our society today is the fact that we have so many people that are selfish. They care only about themselves, what I can get, and I don't care about anybody else. Come on. For it will take a life, and they'll take loved ones' lives just because of something that they want. Come on. And we say we are believers. We say we are Christian, but I won't take anybody's life. But will you take away from somebody the privilege of getting to know God better just because of what they've done to you? (laughs) Let me show you this, let me show you this. (laughs) Are we really willing To forget about what somebody else has done to us and seek to reach out to that person that have done us wrong in spite of what they have done to us. Okay. I want to see, I want to say something. I'm talking about in the church here now. Oh, we can run and dance. I love, oh, I love this one. I love that one. I love the other. But let that person do something against you. I'm talking about in the church. I'm not talking about out there now. I'm talking about in the church. Mm -hmm. Can you forget about what that person has done to you? Maybe they said something about you that was totally erroneous. Come on. Now, are you going to hold that in your heart, said, I I don't want to have anything to do with them anymore, not because of what they did to me. And I want you to look at now where that is directed. What they did to what? What they did to who? I want you to say it. What they did to who? Mm -hmm. Me. Come on. Me. Brother Peter? If I say I love you, and you go out here tomorrow and walk down the street and say, you know what, Bishop Riley is nothing but a fraud. You you, you know, he's a liar, uh, he's this, and he's that. My test now is can I still love you in spite of what you said about me? Come on. Oh, he scandalized my name, and I know that wasn't me. Big deal. Look at your neighbor and say, big deal. I you see something. Again, when we talk about the legacy that Christ developed and left, Brother Sean, he walked 33 and a half years in this earth, understanding that he was going to have to die for a people that did not care one thing about him. Come on. Even when he began to disclose his ministry, folks still didn't care about him. Well, he's a Beelzebub. He's down there drinking with the wine winebibbers and, and all of these kind of things. But it did not stop him from loving him. when When he got the news the next morning that they were talking about him over there in, in, in Jerusalem, he didn't say, oh, no, well, listen, I, I'm not going back over there to that city because them folk don't care about me. No. He said, I came to die. Let me share, let me share, let me share this with you. He died before he died. Yes. What do you mean, Bishop? He died to himself before he died on the cross. Yes, yes. Can you die before you die? Yes, Lord. Can you die to yourself? Or is it all about me, myself, and I, you know, you could be in the church It's still it's all about me. What can you do for me? What, 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 what can I get from you? Well, come on. Now, now, you just say at some point, you got to get to the point that God, what can I do for them? One of the greatest uh, uh, quotes that I've ever heard in my life was by President, the, the president, uh, 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 trying to become president at the time, John F. Kennedy. And he said what? Well, ask not what your country can do for you, but what you can do for what? Your country. In other words, uh, I want you to be a people that is not so caught up on what folk can do for you, but what you can do for others. If you want to be one that's going to walk in uh, the Jesus legacy and walk in uh, the ministry that Christ has lived and given it for us, you've got to be willing to say, God is not about what folk can do for me, but what I can do for others. Even when they treat me wrong. Let me show you a twist here now. Let me show you a twist. Because I can love Joyce, I can love you. As long as, you know, you know we're doing good. And, 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 and let's say Joyce had a beef with Isidore. And, uh, you know, she talked about it and all, all kinds of things. I can still, you know, Joyce, you know what? You know what? I love you. You, you, know, and I, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm with you and I'm willing to help you through this. Okay? Watch what I'm saying now. But that same Joyce turned her venom from Isidore and directed to me. That same love that I had for her when I was not the victim, all of a sudden now flies out the window. I want you to see this here now. How many of you got people in your lives that you see at times, not directed towards you, but you see at times that they're a little off the chain, they can get off the chain sometime. Come on. But you still love them, you pray for them. Come on. But a real measuring stick is when that same person turned it to you. Can I still love them? You see, you see, we don't want to let our feelings go because you hurt my feelings. Come on. You did me wrong as long as you were doing somebody else wrong, well, I'm going to hang in there with you. I'm going to pray with you. I'm going to get other folk to pray with you. I'm going to call you and talk to you and counsel you and all of that. But the minute now you didn't mean, I ain't praying for you no more. Come on. That's not the love that produces life. The love that produces life is that love that I'm willing to die to my feelings and reach out to somebody else who is in need. Are you willing to bear somebody else's burden even if you are the victim of what they're going through? Come on. Oh, Bishop, that ain't this ain't no Easter Sunday morning, yeah. That, yeah, yeah, yeah. This is Easter Sunday morning message, okay. See, so I, I told you, I want you to understand the real essence of Easter. The real essence of Easter was the fact that he died so that we can live, but he died so that we could also walk in the legacy that he left, and that legacy is one that we are we're willing to die for others. But it said, greater love hath no man than this, that of what man shall what? Lay down his life, what? For his friend. Go to 1 John, the third chapter for me. And I'm going to close. While she's getting that, Paul said this. Paul said, I die daily. (laughs) We also have another scripture. Yeah, you can come up. We also have another scripture that we uh, um, love to quote. But Paul said in Galatians the second chapter in the 20th verse says I am what crucified with Christ. Nevertheless I live but what Christ liveth in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh I live by the faith of the son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. And I want you to see something. That was a testimony that Paul was able to give. Are you able to give that testimony? Paul said, so when I look at my life and I look at the route that Jesus has brought me and the thing that I had to give up in order to be a bearer of the good news, he said, Paul said, I'm, I'm crucified with Christ. It's not about me anymore. He said, I'm crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live, yet not I, but what Christ lives in me and the life which I now, see, that's the key there, the life which I now live in the flesh. I live it by the faith of the life that I now live. I live it because of what he has done for me and the fact that I want to be like him. That's a testimony. Uh, do you have that same testimony? You see we gotta stop putting scriptures out of context and say that's me if you're not walking in it. Can you really say like Paul said in uh, 15th chapter 1st Corinthians said I die daily. I die daily. Praise the Lord. I die daily. Every day. There's something that my flesh wants to do that's contrary to God, but I'm willing to deny it. No, 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 no flesh. You ever have been in something you would just you just wanted to just tell somebody off? Y'all y'all saved, so you know that don't ever happen to you. You want to just tell somebody, put somebody in their place? Then all of a sudden you say, No, no. Something you need to know. No, hold your peace. You're dying. Anytime I'm willing to deny my flesh or what it wants, so that God could be glorified, I'm dying. Lord live hand, Lord, help me to die. Let's go to my scripture here in First John. It says, "Hereby perceive we, or understand we the love of God. Because what? He laid down his life for us. Oh, we love that part. Oh, God, I know you love me because you died for me. I don't know why Jesus loved me. I don't know why he cared, but I'm so glad he did. Okay, we, 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 we love that part. But we left, leave off the next part, said, because he laid down his life for us. And what? We ought also... To what? Lay down our lives for the (laughs) brethren. Now, wait a minute, God. You're asking a little bit too much for me here. (laughs) I got to deal with this obnoxious person that's always uh, aggravating me. (laughs) Let me ask you this question, and I'm going to close. Let me ask you this question. Do anybody here, even you that are online, do any of you think that there has been a time that your actions got on God's nerves? That there was something that God was expecting out of your life, but you didn't measure up. And, and, and not because it caught you off guard, just because you just didn't want to. Come on. But what if he had given up on you? What if he had said, Carlene, I've been talking to you about this for so long and this for so long and, and still you have not, I'm not even going to bother with you anymore. Come on. What if he treat us the way we treat others? To be like Jesus. To be like Jesus as long as I don't have to die. Come on. We've got to be willing to let our things go so that others may live. There's somebody in your lives right now. Somebody in your lives right now. That needs your agape love. Come on. They need you to forget about. What you've done to them. And reach out to them. Come on. They need that from you. But are you willing to stop hurting. Long enough. To realize. That they're hurting. And God what can I do to help. Them in their lives. Galatians, the sixth chapter, <clears throat> you don't have to go there. I'm just going to basically quote it. it says, Brethren, if any man be what overtaken in a fault, ye which are spiritual, You that say you know God, you that say you have a relationship with God, if you see somebody that is overtaken in a fault, let me show you this, if I'm overtaken in a fault, it's because of what I've allowed the enemy to do in my life. Okay. Brethren, if any man in your life is overtaken in a fault, men, if your wives are overtaken in a fault, wives, if your husband is overtaken in a fault, friend, if your close friend is overtaken in a fault, and fall, and you have to suffer because of that, to say He that is spiritual, restore (laughs) such a one. Let me show you something. (laughs) You see, we feel a lot of times because you did me wrong. I can't restore you. Somebody else can restore you, but I can't. Come on. But in reality, a lot of times... The greatest one that can restore someone that is in a fault is a person that had been a victim of their shortcomings. Because what I am doing, I'm showing you that I love you in spite of. I love you in spite of. You know, you did me wrong, so you talked about me. Yeah, but that's okay. I still love you. Come on, let's still go out to dinner. Come on, let's, yeah. You you going to Columbia? Come come ride to Columbia with me. Let's let's just have a day out. Or are you willing to go? Say, you know, child. You know what? You, 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 you know what? Demetrius did. Demetrius, you, you know, he come here. He played for us on Sunday mornings, and then I heard in the wind that he talked about us. Now, all before, I would get Demetrius and we would go out on Saturdays and we would do things together. But then when I heard the news, I ain't calling Demetrius no more. Because all of a sudden, he became my enemy. Just because a person is overtaken in a fault and direct that towards you does not mean that they are your enemy. They are your friend that's in need of your continual love. Can you forget about that long enough to, to say, God, show me how to reach them. Show me how to help them. It was good when we was up and down together. Oh, I enjoyed the laughter and I enjoyed the talking, I, I enjoyed spending the time together. But, but, but God, you know, they talked about me. Can you let that go? Look at somebody and ask them, can you let that go? Come on, can you let that go? So that they could be restored to the kingdom. Said, you which are spiritual, restore such a one in the spirit of meekness. Not taking advantage of them because they're at a bad place. But in the spirit of meekness considering yourself lest you also be tempted you haven't made it yet yourself now come on it may come a time that you get off on the wrong foot and the person that you restore today let me say this the person that you restore today might be the person that next month that have to be there to help you come on the death that produces life not the hanging on the cross death but the letting of my feelings go die to myself for others would you do this for me would you do this for me would you look around look around look at somebody Just tell him I love you. I want you to say that in the context of the message on today. Look at him say, I love you. Come on. I love you. Come on. We're gonna walk in the legacy that Jesus left. You're not gonna be a bunch of superficial folk. That's talking about a whole lot of stuff until it hits our door. Well, I can talk about love as long as everything around me is lovely. No, I've got to push past. Push past my feelings. Push past what I want. Do you think do you think every Sunday morning I feel like getting up here and preaching? Come on. But because of love. God, if I'm tired, it doesn't matter, God, if I can just reach somebody else. If I can just give a word to somebody. We spent yesterday out there preparing for a community event. One in which we wanted to let the community know that we love them. Got out there yesterday morning preparing and the rain fell. Or even before we heard that the rain was coming. We could have easily sent the word out because now you can send the word out to Facebook and everybody get it. We've canceled. But no. Because we love. We carried on. When it started raining, we could have easily everybody go over. Well, you can come back next Saturday, but no, come in the sanctuary. Come on. Because we want to show you how much we care. I got home yesterday evening about seven o'clock. Seven somewhere around that time. From about eight o'clock yesterday morning, all day long. Knowing that I still had to get ready for service on this morning. And I'm not saying this to build myself up. I'm just trying to get you to see. I have to die too. I could have easily said, well, I got some friends. I could have easily called and said, would you preach for me this morning? Because I'm tired. But I'm willing to deny myself so that God's people can be blessed how many are willing to deny yourself for somebody else let me see your hands how many you can think of somebody maybe in particular that you are willing to deny yourself for them I, I, I want to see them blessed Hallelujah, Jesus, stand to your feet. I want to pray. My heart's desire for this service on this morning is that we will leave here today, Michelle, and that we will leave here today with a new determination down on the inside that i really want to be like jesus i really want to be like jesus i really want to forget about myself so that the kingdom of god can go forth hallelujah I want to pray on this morning, if that's your heart's desire on this morning, and you're willing to accept the sacrifice, the challenge of denying yourself, I want you to lift your hands on this morning, and I want to pray, you that are online, that you're willing to deny yourself for somebody else. Hallelujah. I just want you to put in the chat box I'm willing to deny myself. Father, we bless you today. We thank you, God. That you loved us so much that you were willing to give your only son at that time. Your only son. You didn't have any other sons that you could have called on but your only son your only begotten birth son you loved us so much that you were willing to give him and let him die Mm. I thank you for that Lord you you saw where we were in captivity and Satan Lord had us but you said son would you go down and die Mm, I kind of thank you for that, Lord. And Jesus, we thank you that you accepted the call and went to the cross and died for our sins. God, we don't ever want to take what you've done for us for granted. We don't ever want to take Lightly, the fact that you suffered. Lord, many people don't realize that you really suffered. You suffered. But you didn't mind suffering because of your love for us. You got hungry, Lord. You wept. There were times that you did not have a soft warm bed to live in to sleep in there were times that you did not have camaraderie to be there and pat you on the back Mm. but you still loved us we thank you for that Lord God, when you got ready to leave, Jesus, when you got ready to leave, you left in our charge the mantle, the legacy of continuing in the mission that you started. And I pray right now, God, in the name of Jesus, that every one that's under the sound of my voice That you would allow the reality of your desire for our lives to take root in our hearts. That just as you died for us, that we would be willing to die for somebody else, God. God, my friend, is in need let me forget about myself and reach out God my family member God the one that cussed me out last week God the other one that's in need God I can't turn my back on them help me God to reach out to them that person on my job Lord that's always sending out bad things about me God, those are the ones that's in need, God. Help me to forget about myself long enough that I can reach out to them. God, I believe that love works. I want you to say that with me. You go to online, put it in the chat box. You that to here. Say, I believe that love works. Come on, say, I believe that love works. help us to walk in your love, God. Help us to become love agents. Not just love recipients, but love agents that we could spread your love abroad. We thank you for it, God. And with those hands lifted, everybody, and you that are on the line, and you that are on the line, and with those hands lifted, we say, Lord, I'm willing to deny myself for somebody else. Just help me, God. Come on, just help me. Come on, just help me. Come on, I I may not always feel that way, but God, help me, help me, help me. And we thank you for it, God. Come on, put those hands together and say, we thank you for it, God. Come on, that's it. We thank you for it, God. We bless you. We thank you. Hallelujah. We know that you were blessed by today's message. We have to not only be listeners of the word of God, but also doers. To find out what your next steps may be, simply go to ofhorangeburg.com forward slash next. Come again next week where we will make sure you have a place to find God.